Hey y'all, here is a quick ad before we jump into the episode. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it does not have to be. With Zencaster, you have a whole tool that can make remote podcasting that much easier. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all the tech-savvy know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you can have the high quality raw materials that you want to work with. This works really great when my guest is talking and Preston just won't stop barking. I'm able to just cut out his barks and keep all of my guest audio. To access Zencaster and all its tools with a 30% off coupon, go to zen.ai forward slash coffee combos that's z-e-n dot a-i forward slash c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s and type in the promo code coffee combos that's c-o-f-f-e-e c-o-n-v-o-s for 30% off for three months. Okay, now let's jump right back into the episode. Welcome back, Coffee and Combo listeners. It's your host, Liz Bullard, and I am so happy to introduce you to my podcast if this is your first time listening. And if you are returning, welcome back. This is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and just really great conversationalists about politics, wellness, and activism. And I have just some of my favorite people here in the room today. I have the women of Equarican Spice. I hope I didn't butcher that, ladies. I have Christy and Yari. Hi, ladies. Hola. So y'all, I cannot wait till you get to know them. Um, so be, so I'm not going to ask my coffee and combo question Let, first. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourselves in your podcast. So who would like to go first? Okay. I'll go first. All right. So, Christy. Uh, I, I'm Christy. And um, it was during the pandemic, pandemic that I came up with the concept. I said, Yari is made for like a show. She needs to like have her own reality show. She's a big personality. She's great with people. She's entertaining. And literally she's always so positive. And I needed, you know, there was like, like, you know, during the pandemic, it was kind of tough for me. So I needed that in my life. And I'm like, listen, we need to do this now. Like now that you know, we have time from work and, you know, from my kids and whatever. So she says, okay, let's do it. And then that's how we came up. And our podcast is just, you know, just us talking about current events, what's going on in our lives, try to keep, uh, you know, keep up with what's going on with the Latin community as well. Yeah. Um, so I am Jadi. Um, like Christy said, she's been bugging me for a <laughs> podcast. Uh, we we got to get on a podcast. We got to do podcasts. And then I was like, hey, I was just because uh, Liz, I was in one of your mm-hmm. earlier podcasts. Um, episodes. And um, I said, Hey, I know somebody who does a podcast. She runs a class on how to do a podcast. So let's join the class and see how we can get started. And um, so honestly, we're here because we took the class and we followed through on, on the plan. Oh, absolutely, so absolutely. Thank you, Liz. Absolutely. So Big shout out to you, Liz, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I... 
We didn't know how to do Listen, it. Listen, I am like so proud of y'all ladies because you are on season two or three of your podcast. Three. Listen, can you believe it? Season three. How proud of yourselves are you? It's just so much fun when I'm with her. That's, it doesn't seem like quote unquote work, you know? It's just so much fun. I'm like, I can't wait for her to come and whatever we talk, we talk before the podcast. So it's like a whole like friendship get together, a therapy session, and then the podcast. <laughs> so it's amazing for me. I love it when she comes over. I love it. I love it. I love it. And where did the name come from? I'm Ecuadorian. <laughs> She's Puerto Rican. And I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> I love it. And then you're adding the spice. I love it. You need it. You need the Latino spice in there. Sasuncito, <laughs> you know. Yeah, put it so in there. ladies, I am excited to have you here. So um, I will kind of catch everyone up about what we're going to talk about. And then I will give you my coffee and combos question. But so for those of you who don't know, uh, we live in Connecticut. And um, there is this... A proposal to remove the word Latinx from government documents. Um, and it's one of our local um, state legislators, um, Jerry Reyes, and there's six other people that are on the bill. I know for me, I'm going to mostly reference Jerry because he's my local rep. So, um, and he he's kind of been the the main one that I've been seeing on a lot of the articles and things like that. So, um, I'm interested in getting y'all perspective on uh, the term, the ban, and just kind of what does this maybe mean for the community. Um, but before that. Um, are you a coffee or a tea person? And I'm interested in this because um, many folks, you know, um, I've had jobs where I've worked with people um, in uh, who are unhoused in shelters. And I remember a big thing in the morning was having Cafe Bustelo. We had a, a large um, Hispanic uh, community in our shelter in every morning. And they would love to talk about the significance of Cafe Bustelo in the, the Hispanic community. And so I'm curious, are you coffee people? Are you tea people? What are you? And uh, Yari, do you want to start since Christy, you answered the first question first? <laughs> sure. Um, so in my cup, is um, Bustelo. Uh, it is part of our, I guess is what I remember as a child, what you smell in the, the aroma in the room, um, in the house. Um, and I do drink it black. That's the Isn't best way of drinking it. strong? It is. It's, you want to wake up in the morning, you want to have that energy, you know? So you're definitely going to need your Bustelo to get moving. That's, that's my shout out to Bustelo. <laughs> All right, Christy, what about you? My cup has tea. I'm a tea drinker. Ecuador is huge on tea. Um, chamomile, any kind of flavor, pomegranate. I like uh, uh, valeriana, which is the valerian root, which is the one that calms you down. Then they have the ones with the, have the caffeine, decaf. Tea is my thing. Any kind of flavor tea, I'm a tea person. Sorry, guys, I can't drink coffee. <laughs> Listen, I got my tea right here. So, and Christy, you are um, Ecuadorian. Is that cor correct? Correct. A hundred percent. So what is like the coffee tea vibe in Ecuador? Is it, you know, Cafe Bustelo? Is it a mix of tea, coffee? Kind of what is that like? I don't remember Bustelo. Don't judge me, Ecuadorian people. <laughs> there is. But when I was little, it was more Nescafe or Cafe Buendia. 
because that's the one my family drinks and they did drink that one. Um, my mom wasn't really a big coffee person. My dad is. My sister loves coffee. So any kind of coffee for her, but me personally, just tea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so I hope you'll bring that mix of calm and <laughs> excitement to the conversation. And so, um, no, no, no. There's a reason why I'm not drinking coffee. Cause tell they, me. this will be me all over the place. I'll be jittery. I'll be talking. I'll be, I'll be like, I'm gonna caffeine high. Yeah. No, that's why I need the tea to keep me calm. Cause I'm already like naturally, you know, high energy. So I need to like calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> dropping everything in here i love it i love it and so so ladies again so we're talking about the term latinx and um i would be remiss to say so i i want to ask you know kind of what is your view on the word broadly um but i also want a disclaimer so i don't want to do like people do with black people where it's like you are the spokesperson for everybody of the race right i'm asking this as Right, thank like, you. Thank you. <laughs> you are not the speaker of everyone in this community, but you know, I'm interested from like your personal perspectives as well as like you know from your different cultural pr- point of views and just engagement in people within your community. You know, is this you know an offensive term? Is this an inclusive term? What has your experience been around the word? And whoever would like to start can. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, Again, I'm born in Ecuador. So when we came here, we came straight, you know, straight from Ecuador. And the term came after when I was already here. The term seems to be something new for the Hispanic community or Latino community. I personally don't use it. Um, None of my friends use it. I ask a few of my cousins in Ecuador. You know, I mentioned to you before we started recording, one of my cousins is in actually, she's she's a lawyer. And I said, hey, we're going to be discussing this. Do you guys use the term in legal legal documents? Because that's what we're concerned about. And she said that day, she's like, she's like, what is that? Like, she didn't even know what it was. So outside of the United States, again, like you said, the disclaimer, my family and personal uh, friends don't use it. Um, I'm not opposed to whoever wants to use it, go ahead. I, uh, for me, you can go ahead and call me Latina. I don't mind it. You can call me ahead and call me Hispanic or Hispana. That's how I um, represent myself. But the term doesn't bother me because I know that there's people that don't have, they don't identify as male or female. So go ahead and use it if you want to. Me personally, I don't mind if you call me Latina. Um, for me, my identifying term is Boricua. Um, cause yo soy boricua, pa que tu lo sepa, you know, um, that's me. Um, Latina is another term that I would use for me. Um, for Latinx, I don't use it, but I know that there is a large push in the community to kind of, you know, find what it is that represents us. Um, I know for the census, in my opinion, you know, Hispanic doesn't represent me. And I think it's not very inclusive it's not a very inclusive term anyway. Um, so I do think we need to find what it is that we, you know, identify as, but I don't think it's to the point that we need to pass bill and legislation to mm. remove this word. Mm, this might be an ignorant question. So help me out. So with the difference between like, um, uh, Latinx and maybe like, um, 
Hispanic or like Latino, like another term be kind of like the difference between like black and African-American, just kind of like a different term for where you feel like you fit, like kind of, how do you see this as like, is it more, uh, a generational thing depending on like how people are comfortable kind of, what are you seeing? I personally feel that Latino and Latin being Latin is from Latin America. If you're Hispanic is if you speak Spanish. So okay. you're right. It is kind of like saying two different kind of uh, people that speak Spanish or Latin America, because there's people in Latin America that don't speak Spanish. And obviously they're not Hispanic. But I feel like in here, they're trying to find a term that is for people that don't have a gender uh, mm-hmm. identification and they want to be more inclusive. That's like my understanding of the term is for someone that doesn't want to be a male or a female or they don't want to be identified as a male or a female. They don't want to be in either box so they can use it. They can use Latinx. But it is a new culture thing, because obviously, like I told you, when I first came here, I never heard of it. So it's something that's new now. Um, You know how everyone now wants to be more inclusive and everybody doesn't want to be in boxes. So that's why I think they came up with the term. I did read that only 3% of Hispanic or Latinos in the United States use it. So I'm not sure why they're pushing to take it away if it's just a minimum of a community that's using it. Like, it's not harming anyone yeah i mean that's a that's a great point right there um um, especially when it comes to the bill because we're specifically talking about the bill when you are in politics you represent people um and when you create bills that are limiting what they can identify as you're you're saying you represent people but you don't represent Mm. those people so i want to make sure that you know Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it makes no sense to me. And there is a big push to really um, educate uh, the community as to our our indigenous roots, our Afro roots. Um, and, and Latinx kind of came from that, trying to change the way, you know, we view our colonizers, you know, and, and there's a push for that. So instead of creating bills to stop the conversation, maybe we should start listening and have more of a conversation. Mm, I love that, like, stop creating bills that stop the conversation, which is interesting because, so the uh, only other place that kind of, like, was connected, so there was this one article that says, um, and I believe it referenced how, uh, actually, you know what, I think I have it right here, so that way I don't want to misquote it. Um, So they were talking about... um, a group of Hispanic lawmakers in Connecticut have proposed that the state follow Arkansas and the ban and ban the term Latinx from official government documents. Um, and so it, it's interesting that we're following a ban from a state that um, the reason was for them not to be inclusive, right? That was kind of what was said. Like they didn't want to be inclusive. They didn't want to um, have conversations around gender identity and they felt like that was limiting. And while our lawmakers say, well, we're using it for a different meaning, it still has the same effect of limiting the conversation around gender identity and, and where you fit and how inclusive you feel. And it kind of, for me, begs the question of, even though the reason is different, does that matter, right? Does it have a different a different effect just because we're verbally saying the the intention is different? Uh, I mean, the my understanding is the bill is very much almost word for word 
the bill that was passed in Arkansas. Um, so whether the intention is there or not, you're, you know, their intention, the, the intention of them passing it. So I, I don't care what words you use. The intent mm. is very clear. I had asked my friends that are on the legal field here in Connecticut. I said, do you guys use it? And they said, no. It's like every time we have to do a legal document, we go by whatever the driver's license of that person is, that whatever they identify on the driver's license. So whether or not, if they're a female, but they identify as a male, we can't use it just because that person identifies as it. We can use it. It has to be on her driver's license. So that's why she also told me that before they do you know, like trans people, when they go through the operations and the changes, they have to go through a psychological examination as well, because now your whole identi identity is going to change. She says, so as soon as they have that, that document, that legal document that says they're otherwise, that's what we use. So for legal matters, she said, we don't use the Latinx per term here in Connecticut. My other friend, she's from um, down south, and she said, Republican states, they don't even recognize that word. It has never made it in their luck. Not even in writing. It's not even a conversation. She said they don't use it at all. Mm. Yeah. And, and the other part um, I want to bring is that somebody mentioned that it was um, offensive. The term Latinx was offensive. Uh, I'm offended by somebody even stating that because they're trying to create like there's this outrage against this word. Maybe maybe the older generation um, of Puerto Ricans maybe are offended by a new term being produced. But my understanding is Hispanic was started being circulated more frequently in 1980s. So this term is kind of kind of new itself. Um, and we didn't have a say in that term and what we were defined as, as a people. And why should we be defined by how we speak? Um, that's the only way that you can identify what a Spanish person is, you know, uh, by their language. We, we identify as where we come from, not, I don't know. It just seems weird uh, to make, say that Latinx is offensive, but then the well, other to terms are To piggyback aren't. from you, it is you're right. Like it's offensive to some people, to the older generation, but what about the new generation that are not offended? You know, you, you're not hearing their side either on, on passing this bill. If you're going to listen to one side, you have to listen to the other side and then make whatever makes the most sense as a community decision. Uh, great yeah. points. And like, um, I'll touch on what you said, Eureka, about like, you know, um, in other words, like, other people naming what you should be. And it seems like this was a term that people were choosing, right? Like, I am going to choose how I want to be referred to. And it kind of goes back into like, well, we're going to say that doesn't matter. Um, again, it, I don't know, right, if it needs to be a ban or not. I, I feel that that kind of says we're not going to have the conversation, right? I think it's, I think whether whatever side of the platform you stand on, you should be able to have the conversation and have the the inclusivity to know that one term does not limit the other. But again, um, don't know if that's just my my bias of not being within that community. But um, I also want to piggyback on Christy. You talked about the percentage of the term being used, and um, there was the CNN video that that talked about this, where um, they were asking the question: Does it need to be? this ban, right? Um, 
it was like something like 70 something percent of, of the community didn't even know what the term Latinx was, right? Not even not not saying they don't use it. They didn't even know what it was. And then it was like 3% use it. And then there was like 12% or something like that that don't use the term. The numbers are are so all over the place. And so is a is a quote unquote ban helpful? Because again, um Geraldo said it's not a ban on the word. It's just a ban on government documents, but a ban is a ban. So how are you feeling? I mean, well, a ban, yeah, a ban is a ban. It's it's exactly what you said. I mean, you can't, you're going to limit it, the use of it in um, government documents. You want to edit that out of government documents. Um, Maybe, maybe it's not about um, banning it from government documents, but allowing the word Hispanic to also being used in unison with that word. Maybe it has to be together, but I don't think banning a word and banning a whole people, 3%, I mean, with 3% of the population, what is that? What is our current population? That to me still sounds like a large number. Christy, what do you think as far as like, you know, uh, should this have just been a conversation? Does it need to be legislation with everything that we have going on? I feel, again, you guys know I'm not really big into politics, and this is why. I feel like they just sit around and they try to make decisions for other people that don't even matter. Like, mm. why are we having a discussion about Latinx instead of helping the Latin community, and instead of helping the low-income Hispanic or Latinos that can't afford school, like, or healthcare or better jobs? You know, I'm like, why is this even an issue? How, who, who sits down and says this is an issue? Kind of like the abortion ban. I'm like, who sits down and decides what's best for a woman? Like, what are you, what are you guys doing? There's other things happening in the United States that need more of the focus than this. This is just a term. Yes, for some people is how they identify themselves. And yes, they're just saying it's just a ban on legal documents, but that's how you start. This is the starting of abandoning the legal document. Then you can't use it in the schools. Then you can't use it at work. And then this is how it's like a whole wave. And again, I'm okay, mm-hmm. you know, with calling myself a Latina, but there are people that it's important for them that they call them Latinx. They don't want to be the old school representation of what a Latino Latina are. They want to be the new world community of what they are about. They are more inventive. I mean, look at these millennials with all these things that are coming up. Like, give them some credit. And if this is something they want to use, then why are you making it such a big deal? Instead of helping them grow in their dreams and be better human beings. Like, that's why, like, I don't really go into politics as much, you know, because then I get mad. I'm like, I get upset that there's all million issues that you guys can help with, but this is what you're focusing on. And this is what you're making a big deal about. Yeah, trying trying to separate yes. the Latino community, yes. whether it's the old community to the new community. You're just trying to separate us, and that's not mm. something I'm 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 not a, I'm not I'm not up for it. Like that's not for me. <laughs> no drama. Yeah. Yes. So just to piggyback off what you just said, when Latinx was introduced, it wasn't like you can only use Latinx and you have to get rid of Hispanic. We're going to start a whole ban on the Hispanic word. Like nobody ever said that nobody, but there's this uh, need of politicians to create these uh, divisions in, in communities. And um, I think that that's true. I mean, we currently have a housing crisis. Why don't we just focus on fixing that? Why does our energy need to be spent on division? Let's just go ahead and start focusing on what the people need because the government is supposed to be for the people, by the people. Get working, Absolutely. people. Absolutely. 
Listen, I listen, you could tell you are like fired up, but like you, you bring up like a good point, right? So like no one is saying that you can only use Latinx, right? It is a term that if you want to be inclusive, it is there. Um, if you prefer to use different phrasing, those are also acceptable, but also kind of tying back into what you said, Christy, right? Where does it go from here? What, because of, so like if we back all the way up, right? So we started banning books, right? Then, you know, we started banning words, right? Then we started, you know, so like what words get banned, what don't, right? And what happens if you use these words, right? Like, do you get fined? Do you go to jail? Like, what becomes the consequence, right? Do we need to have a consequence for, you know, but mind you, we don't have consequences for racial slurs, which is interesting. But that's another conversation, maybe a side conversation. But again, the way we, we choose to, to ban words and have consequences around words um, it just is bizarre. Like, why do we want to create this division? I obviously, but uh, then how does that, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that, that um, we have a constitution, right? So don't we all have the right of freedom of speech? If you're banning words, mm-hmm. where, where is that? Mm-hmm. Like for Christy said, slippery yeah. slope. Christy, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I personally obviously respect the old school mentality of the Hispanics because that's how I was brought up. Um, everything in the Spanish language is feminine and masculine, you know, la, el. So it's not to us. We never grew up thinking it was um, disrespectful or we need to ban it. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So if somebody else comes up with a new term, it is what it is. Just move on. You don't, no one's like, like Yari said, no one's forcing you to use it. So why do you care if somebody else uses it? Like, it could be anything. It could be a car. Like, oh, I want you to have a Mercedes. But why? I don't want a Mercedes. You know, it's just like, that's an example. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying there's options. You could have a Mercedes, but you don't have to have it. So it's like anything in here. Everyone has a lot of options. But it's your own decision as a person. You, No one in here is the same person. We don't identify as the same person. Everyone has their own lives going on. So for someone to tell me how I should be identified, that is kind of like, you're right, kind of insulting. Like, leave me alone. Let me identify as I identify. Not just because you call yourself something, I'm going to call myself the same thing. Even when you fill out forms, medical forms, school forms, you have to fill out boxes. Like, my daughter's mixed. I'm like, I don't even know what to put. I, I had this conversation with Yadi. I'm like, I don't even, where do I put it? Like, she's mixed. Like, there's no such a thing as someone that is not from the United States and from the United States in those forms. And I have to fill them out for her to go. So I'm like, what do I do? You know? So everybody wants to categorize it. And I don't even know why, what's the point of that? Wouldn't all kids have the same education, whether they're from here or not? Like, I don't understand. Mm. Yeah. And then to, um, to pick you up off of that, the forms tell you the box, right? So you have to fill in Hispanic, non-Hispanic. And then the next point that that you have to fill out is race you can't go around race sometimes it's not it's not optional you have to fill something in so now you not only want to know if i talk spanish but now you want to know what color my skin is what does that matter like you know if if we really want to go through where we where our bloodline goes through then we have to fill out multiple boxes on there so i don't know i I mean, if we're going to start talking the conversation about how we identify, then maybe we should be looking at all the forms. 
Which, again, it, it, it that begs a good point, right? So, like, if this is really about um, what is proper, right? Because I think that kind of was the, you know, the thing. Well, like, Latino is the inclusive proper term, I believe, was kind of, like, referenced in one of the videos, right? Well, then what is the proper term over here? Like, if, if you're going to take this one thing, how does that shift everything, right? A- another question I had, so... Um, Again, I was watching the CNN interview with um, Geraldo and um, the interviewers, and he was talking about how the term Latinx is offensive. And they had a counterpoint from the actor John um, Leguizamo, and um, he was talking about how the term Latinx is inclusive because it challenges the idea around machismo, which is within the culture and has some inclusivity. Uh, what do you kind of think? Do you kind of see his point? You know, kind of, can you tell us a little bit more about the idea of, um, again, that machismo-ness within the culture? And do you think having Latinx be an option just kind of, again, helps to be inclusive? Actually, that's that's pretty funny. Me and Christy had this conversation before, before we hopped on the, you know, when we agreed to do the show. And I didn't talk about that. Um, I didn't realize that John had said that. Um, John Leguizamo is amazing. Um, he has a a show on Netflix, um, and he had a play, you know, about uh, Latin history for morons. And um, I think it was really eye opening and and very very uh, educational, especially since we don't know much about our culture because it's not talked about that often. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, but, um, it is about machismo because, uh, we, you know, the LGBTQ community, especially in, I mean, I would say in the Spanish culture, but I mean, it's everywhere. It's not just exclusive to, um, the turmoils that they go through in the Spanish culture, but because of the, um, the very religious views, um, they do have, they do suffer and it, it could be in part machismo that we don't like to include um, those terms, you know, LG, uh, Latinx, uh, uh, we lump it in as to being part of that. So it could be, it could be viewed as that. Christy. Um, obviously from Ecuador, you know, I keep saying that I born and raised there. The culture there is really patriotic, pa- patriotic <laughs> for the dad, not patriotic. <laughs> Oh, bothering. Where the bothering. dad okay. is, yeah. you know, in charge. Where the dad's in charge. So it is not really machismo per se, because when I think of the word machismo, is the guy telling the girl to go cook and, you know, put her down. You know, I have, you know, where I grew up, we did, we were taught respect either way. Um, our dad was not, you know, the macho of the house and the mom was not like the cook of the house. So in my personal opinion, we were taught that el y la, boy and girl. There is no, there was no in between. So even when I grew up here, like I remember thinking boys and girls, that's it, right? But then you come here and then there's another world and there's another things going on. Or maybe they were going on in Ecuador and we were just wearing around it, you know? So coming here and being like really like a good eye opening and then you're just more inclusive. You're like, okay, that's how they choose to do it. I'm like, good for you, you know, do I'm pro do whatever you makes you happy, right? And it wasn't like our parents were like, no, you can't, or they were against. My parents are also the same way. You know, good for you. 
all my parents were always taught us was be better. Be better and be respectful. Whether or not you like the term or not, it's none of your business. So that's how I came to this podcast thinking, but why are they making such a big deal? Why do they care? You know, mm -hmm. so I don't see it as being a macho term, being Latino, or because you can say um, Latinos del mundo, like our son, or mi gente Latina, and then that still includes boys. So it's just, I, I must, I, like what I'm trying to say is like, I think it's the where you use it, how you use it, how it comes out. That's how I believe in my experience has been. Yeah, but I think there is machismo, um, and I would say in Puerto Rico, in particular, because that's what I know. Um, you know, um, we're taught to like tend to your man, and you do all, you have all these responsibilities. But um, I know, like, it, you know, we're we're of a generation that's a little more evolved, right? And we we don't do that. I know Christy, <laughs> for example, <laughs> definitely isn't like that. <laughs> it's a it's. It's a new generation, man. It's a new generation. And we have to um, move with the times. One of the things that um, you bring, you know, we're talking about our, our rap uh, representative. Um, he used the word woke. And I was I a little thrown back by that. that. So go ahead. Um, go. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, <laughs> I kind of jumped go, go, the gun there. Is that, is that how that goes? All right. All right. Um, so he used the word woke and I was offended. Um, now I've used the word before and for me, it means that you're educated, that you've, you've, you've learned our history and you know how the history has shaped our social standings and social environment, um, and how that affects our, everybody. To me, woke means that you are aware. So the way he used it, he used it as, yeah, like as something bad. And, um, yeah. And, and that's going on not just exclusive to him, but it's going on everywhere. And I just don't know why he used it in particular. I, I would have loved to question him more on his understanding of what the well, word Well, me being is. ESL, I thought woke meant being with the time. Like, you know, like, like, like if my niece uses it, who's 20 years old, it means like a woke term, means like current. Now, yeah. this is what's happening. Not old school stuff. So when he said it, I was like, wait, is he using it as an insult? Like, is he trying to like, you know, like you said, like insult the younger community or the current community? Like what's going on? Because I did the way he used it. I don't think it was um, in a good way. So, right. so like, like a Latinx is a woke term that is offensive to us. And I, I think... I think the thing to be cautious of is, right, we, we know what that means when conservatives use it, right? It's like, we don't want to hear about you being inclusive. We don't want to hear about your problems. And so it just felt a little bit like, hmm, you're just kind of pooing on a whole community of people and how a whole community of people feel, right? You're just like, this is not what we want. But if you were pushing quote unquote woke agendas in regards to police reform and things like that. So it seems also a little bit like of a contradiction and a little bit unauthentic. Um, again, it just, it just didn't feel like those two went together and it felt like just the placing was really strategic. And it just like, I would have liked more questioning about what do you think woke means? Why are you saying this is a woke term? Um, why, like why I, I needed some more context there. 
Yeah, definitely. They, it, but I don't think uh, people knew how to interview him. Um, you know, I, I saw another interview where he did and he went on a rant that meant nothing and nobody really stopped him or questioned anything that he had to say. He was just like, well, I'm not the only person who feels this way. This person feels this way. This person feels that way. But he didn't ask everybody, everybody else. I mean, because I don't feel that way. So to say that you speak Absolutely. for me, you don't. There was in you a couple interviews where it felt like really just deflecting, like, well, like me and these other six people who are Puerto Rican feel this way. And it was just yeah. like, well, what about everyone else? What about people who are, are not Puerto Rican? You know, what about like, and it just, I, I don't know, it just feels, it doesn't feel inclusive, right? For yeah, someone like in the video who, that, sorry. Hmm? No, go ahead. No, I said like in the video that you sent and it said like Puerto Ricans are offended. I'm like, yes. which ones? <laughs> How many? Yes. I know, I know a few that are not. So I was like, who? But like, is, is this just a term for the Puerto Rican community, right? Like it just, you, it's like you took a term that was meant to be inclusive and just kind of like narrowed it down. And um, yeah. I just, I think that's scary when you do that with language, especially not only with language, but when you, you, add this to, you know, we kind of touched upon, I think, Christy, you mentioned like taking women's rights where women can't do things. You know, you can't say this word, right? You're adding all these barriers to people. And I just think that's a dangerous mix. It's not like this is a standalone thing. You are piggybacking off of um, an Arkansas legislation where they were very clear on why they were doing this. They wanted to not be inclusive. They wanted to not have discussions. So you're piggybacking this. You're saying it's not a ban, but it is a ban. It's just, it's scary where this can lead to when you think of the whole of everything. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like if it starts- Yeah, and, and, and especially- <laughs> If it start like- Sorry. <laughs> no, but I was going to say with the Arkansas thing, like they're actively moving to remove, to ban rights for LGBTQ, particularly trans um, population. So you know where this started from, where this stemmed from and how it continued on to, um, to then present this bill here in Connecticut. Uh, are you just layering on like, Christy mentioned, you know, are you just layering it on? Is that what the next movement's going to be to kind of limit the rights for for LGBTQ? Um, which, which to me, it kind of goes with the fact that he used both. Right. I There's mean, just like a just, lot of like scary little ingredients I, I just, happening, and it's yes. just like, ah, uh, there's something more here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christy, exactly that. that. If this is why you're starting, like you're starting something that they, you say it's a minimum minimal thing but then what are you trying to build like what's the reason behind it like what else is coming what else are you going to try to ban what else are you trying to make us do who else who, what other state are you trying to copy you know so it's one thing is like listen to your audience you know like know your people and another thing is just copy somebody else because that's what you your own feelings are but that's not the case in here so yeah. I just, I'm just afraid, you know, like being like a woman and having a, a daughter, like what else do you want to do? What else are you going to do? You know, try to take our rights away, try to take our voice away, our terms away, being Latina and a woman, you know, it's, it's tough. So I'm like, come on, what else are you trying to do in here? There's, there's gotta be 
there's no reason for you to start this if you're not going to continue to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, um, if you're offended so highly from it um, and you have five, six other people that are joining you on that, um, like I said, you represent people and now you're limiting the people that you can represent because you're saying you're offended by them. Um, maybe, you know, maybe it's time for younger people to speak up. It's time for them to be in office, <laughs> you know, but I wasn't going to go there, but that's kind of where I was leaning. Like if you, if, it, if your feelings are hurt that much, maybe but that's, that's kind not of being hip, like you. a hypocrite. Your feelings are hurt because of Latinx, but what about the Latinx people? You don't think their feelings are hurt? Right. Right. What about the opposite side? It's just like, well, it's like I have the power, so I feel offended. So I don't care about your little feelings because I have the mic. And it's just like, no, you have the mic to give an opportunity and to give voice and space for those who don't have a chance to have it. And I think politicians have gotten away from that. Um, this isn't about you. This isn't about how you feel. This is about how do we create space for people, right? Even when you don't agree, right? Like for even as a politician, you may not agree with everything, but you you have to step out, you step out the way and you say, what is best for my people, right? What is best for the people that I represent, you know? And I don't know if this is a, the best amount of time and space, you know, both you, Christy, and you already mentioned, right? There's things that you can be doing within the community to bring everyone together, whether that is helping the low income, whether that is healthcare, right? There's all these things that you could be doing. Why are you using your time on this when the numbers don't show that it is, I don't want to say a relevant enough issue because it impacts the people that it impacts, but but not enough people even know the term. So we don't care. We do not care who uses it. We, we're we like, whatever, you know, honestly, it's like live your life and let other people live theirs. You're there to help. You're part of the government. You're there to help people and not to limit the words that they use to identify themselves. So exactly what you were saying, they could be doing something so much better, but they're not. They're creating fake outrage mm, I like over terms. Mm -hmm. I'm not fake outrage, you know, absolutely. Um, ladies, thank you so much. You know, so listen, there's no solutions right now. There's only just this awareness of just being aware of what are the people that are empowered? What are they talking about and thinking about how can that affect you? Um, one thing, again, this season we've been really pushing is how can you use your power, use your voice to create change? And you might be saying like, okay, I'm not in office. I can't do anything. Right. But you know what? You can use your voice. You can blog. You can create a podcast. You can tell somebody. Right. So like, you know, the ladies here and like I do, you know, share information, share, you know, how you feel about something. Right. If this is important to you, speak on it because your voice matters. And that is a form of activism and self-care. So um, ladies, thank you for using your voice to not only talk about this issue, but other issues. And so. Can you please share with the listeners? Um, do you have any upcoming episodes or anything you want to share about um, your new season? Well, we do have more episodes coming up for season three. Uh, make sure you check us out. We also have new merch. So if you guys want to have like some of our, yeah, make sure you stop at our shop. And our website is www.equarecanspice.com. 
follow us on social media. Have a buen dia. <laughs> and tell us what are what is some of the merch that you have available? We have hoodies. We have our t-shirts. Not I love a hoodie. We have our cups. You guys can have a stickers. There's a beanies, anything that you guys want. And they're super comfortable. I'm not saying it because it's ours, but they're super comfortable. <laughs> I love it. And so y'all, if you missed um, the website, it will be in the episode show notes as well as the social media. So please go and support these wonderful ladies and all the work they're doing. Um, Yari, Christy, any last words before I ask um, my last question? Um, for me, it will be just, like you said, use your voice for what, you know, talks to you, your inner self, your inner peace, and just be a good person and just be nice. There's too many a-holes out there. So just be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we call our afterthoughts, right? Um, I totally piggyback off of that. We just be nice to people. And, you know, if your job is to represent, represent all that. people. Calling out those legislators as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Gotta, you know, when you got, when you, when you're given the platform, you have to take advantage and, um, I'm sure I'll be shunned later, um, at some gala or something, but that's, that's, but at least you know that you were true to you. <laughs> I'll be right next to you. Yari's over there being woke. <laughs> yeah. I dare, you. I dare you. I'm offended. <laughs> I have my Bustelo. <laughs> Listen, ladies, it was so fun having you. And so my last question is, what's in your cup? So listeners, this is when I ask my guests and my listeners, what are the three things that you need to add to your emotional cup to your day so that you feel whole, so that you feel a little bit better, so that you feel refreshed? And so ladies, while you think of your answer, I will give you mine. So um, after this conversation, I definitely want to add laughter to my cup. Um, it just feels really good to laugh, even amongst um, when there are so many issues in the fear of what would happen. It, it's important to be able to laugh and, and not let these people take your joy. They might want to take your voice, but they cannot take your joy. And so I'm adding laughter to my cup. Um, I, I need to be productive. I was super productive yesterday and I feel really good. So I'm adding productivity to my cup. Um, as well as let's see, this was a really good cup of tea. I think I just really want another good cup of tea, just nice and hot. Um, I'm having a green tea right now. I think I might fill that up. So I'm going with green tea. I'm going with productivity and I'm going with laughter in my cup so that I have an awesome rest of my day. Um, Christy, let's start with you. What's in your cup? Well, like, I'm not sure if you listened to our last episode, but I have been full of excuses. So I was nervous about coming here and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. I'm just, I just, I just get nervous, you know, even though I may seem like a high energy, you know, you know, happy go lucky girl, I get really super nervous. So I'm going to put a little bit of consistency on my cup. I love it. I'm going to put a no excuses in my cup. Come on. And you know, and decision making. Because I have a lot of decisions to make that I'm just iffy about it. And wishy, I've been wishy-washy for like three months. So decision-making in my cup. Come on. I love it. And I'm going to mix it on my cup of tea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about you, Yari? 
Well, I was going to say laughter as well, because um, I do think that sometimes in order to re-energize yourself, you need a break and you need a moment of fun. Yeah. You need a moment to laugh. So laughter and fun is definitely in my little cup. Um, I would say always make sure that you speak up and you speak your truth. Um, I've always found it really difficult to have hard conversations right. in public spaces. Um, so I'm still working on that. Um, and, um, if you listen to our podcast, I'm definitely working on my procrastination, um, <laughs> cause I do delay things and put them off till you can't, you know, last minute. So I'm reducing my procrastination by being productive. So I piggyback off both of y'all. Um, and as always, it's always great to have, um, time with your friends and speak to your girls. So totally a great start to my day. I, I love it. I love it. And uh, again, a, another reminder of, you know, I love how you both kind of talk about like sometimes you can be nervous, but that doesn't mean you don't do it right. Like you still believe in yourself, like be scared and do it anyway. Right. Not waiting until that fear isn't there. You know, if you're afraid to speak in public places, just show up. Right. Or practice, you know, listen, you got three folks here that believe that you can do it. So don't feel like you have to wait to not be scared to do it. You know, we believe, you know, be scared and do it anyway, because, you know, you got three people here rooting for y'all. So happy listeners, uh, happy listening and, you know, happy activisming. <laughs> Take care, ladies. And that's a little fire. <laughs> a little vice. And a whole lot of fake I am here for it. <laughs>